0: Okay, I'm just going to go ahead and start, and if they come back around, because every time I was, like, ready to start, I heard a faint siren again. I don't know if I'm just, like, losing my mind now, um, or if they're just circling around. So if they begin again, I will pause the recording. Um, Those of you who are listening to the recording, we got a fire truck Santa coming around. He's on the loose, so, um, and two very yappy dogs. So if they're a problem, I'll just pause the recording and then we'll hopefully wait till they finish right like I feel like isn't this kind of late anyway so what are we doing today we are doing stress management and there will be a purpose for the cool galaxy lighting except I kind of think I should do this every zoom now because this is amazing I feel like I'm in space so tis the season for stress it just comes with the territory and that is before you factor in chronic illness before you factor in um, neurodivergency, you know, trauma, kids, uh, emotions, hormones, all food. It's just like a fun time, but it's also a very tough time to navigate. Right. Understatement. So and I'm going to open up the chat on this one. I want you guys to chime in throughout right? If there's something that you want me to do again, clarify for you, even though this is being recorded, I have no problem taking time to make sure that you guys walk away with a good set of tools to use this season, okay? So who here feels like this season is particularly heavy? Tell me in the chat. And some people, maybe not. Maybe some people, this is like your favorite time of the year. It is one of my favorite times of the year, even though I'm a summer person, but, um, that doesn't mean it's not without stress. And what kind of stress, no, oh, I left my water over there. I just realized. What kind of stress gets you the most? I absolutely need my water. So I'm going to go get, grab that, but tell me in the chat while I'm getting that, what kind of stress hits you the hardest this time of year, if you're comfortable sharing? let's see in the chat here. Mine is more food. Yes. Work, toddler and seven Christmas events, seven, seven Christmas events. Oh my God. Uh, I've been ignoring and suppressing. Yeah. That's, that's a common comfort, you know, and sometimes it's necessary. I think the hardest part of growth is sometimes we feel like we're not as good at compartmentalizing and it makes us realize that We weren't compartmentalizing. We were just stuffing it down and, you know, suppressing things. But they have a way of showing up when they want then, you know. Uh, I don't know that I feel stressed so much as depressed. It's so cold and dark here. Yeah, I definitely – I am a big fan of my UV light for that reason. I just – I don't know. It's, it's It's a definitive difference if I do not use my lamp and then the seasons change. Um, at this point, I don't care if it's anecdotal or I'm just noticing it as a coincidence. It makes a huge difference. I can put the link in the page, but I don't, I cannot get through a winter easily without my lamp. I love it. Um, see, it's about grief, but money is always an issue for damn sure. Especially this year, everything is ridiculously priced and it feels like. Everything sold out and ridiculously priced. All the Italian food traditions that I know are coming for sure. food money, but this year hits hard, first big loss to my family, first Christmas without. I'm so sorry. That's why I was saying grief like people just see the joy, but the other side of the joy of this season is it's like it's like pouring salt in a wound for a lot of people who can recognize that joy and also feel immense sadness and grief. You know, it feels like a big sick joke, but I'm glad you're with us this holiday season. UV light. I need to get one. Yes. Yes. And it's, it's, I feel like Jersey trash every time I'm in front of this lamp, but it is a UV, like a tanning lamp. As I've learned recently, it burns. <laughs> you cannot sit too close to it, but I will link it in the page on the recording. Um, Yeah. So stress, quote unquote, whether it's coming from the fore in the form more of sadness, of longing, of organization, of anticipation, nervousness, past events, all of it right now, it comes forward. So I don't know if this helps, but everybody here is focused on growth. If you weren't, you wouldn't be here. But I don't know that every single season of our lives is intended for growth. And I don't think that that means survival in those other seasons either. I think there's just a wide range of our intentions, you know, based on the seasons of life that we're in. And maybe this season is just getting through with your wits about you. You know, maybe this isn't the time for you to further progress things in certain areas. Maybe it's time to solidify things, you know. Um, But either way, that being said, I don't think that when you go through emotional things and like a lot of stress, it's not always about talking yourself through it. That there, there is a time and place for that. Sometimes it's about having literal tools, you know, like, how do I process that? What's the best way to set myself up to handle this stress? How, you know, like, how do I get through the mental load? If in that moment I can't talk myself through it, through it, you know, it's not always time for things to be solved that way. So, I want everyone to go into this thinking that you can't get mad at yourself for needing these tools. This isn't a season of your life where you should be so hard on yourself that you should be like, oh, I shouldn't need these coaching tips. I shouldn't need to stop and do this. Well, I should have been born with a trust fund, but that hasn't happened, you know? So what can you do? (laughs) What we can do is the best we can. And ultimately, I can give you all these tools and it still might not be the right headspace to utilize them. But as long as you have them, you can make that decision for yourself. And I still think that that's you better, better, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not the right word, but better set up to handle the stress of the season when you feel like you're deciding your threshold rather than holding on for dear life and just seeing what it's got in store for you, you know? So I'm going to tell you some different ways to do that. Okay. So first thing is my favorite. I'm going to start with more of the physical side of things, and then we'll go more so into the um, lifestyle-esque things, okay? Even though you know my feelings on that word. So first thing is embracing. I love embracing. Embracing is a series of physical stretches, um, movements, things like that. And I came up with it because I was talking with a somatic coach. And she had taught me all of these different things and and had also discussed with me about how um, the brain and the body, they talk to each other, right? In ways that we're not orchestrating mentally. We don't tell our body everything to do. We don't instruct it to digest. We don't instruct it to breathe, right? Those are our subconscious movements. It's just part of living, right? So also our brain takes cues from our physical being on how it should set itself up in terms of... Keeping ourselves all crunched up all day long, which is something that's very common, especially for us neurodivergent folk. We don't even notice it. Our shoulders are like this. We're like this. We're like this. You know, we're on our phones like this. And before you know it, what that's communicating to our brain is to brace for impact. And for those of us who are struggling to manage our hormones and you're dealing with stress, having that additional adrenaline at the ready because your brain thinks you need to brace yourself for impact, that's going to make you more stressed. That's going to just perpetuate the stress cycle. So in my thoughts, if we can communicate to the brain that we can unbrace, open up, you know, our biggest muscle groups here, shake it out, improve circulation, then that can communicate to the brain. I don't need to brace myself. Look at me. I'm loose and limber. I'm feeling good. Let's do the damn thing, you know, even if you really are kind of bracing for impact, you know, you don't need the hormones that go along with that because you're not really like you're not holding out for a predator running away from something, you know, you're just feeling stressed. So why have to deal with the hormones of that? So let's go over that process together. Okay, so first thing I'm going to do it too right? So if you're doing it at home, you're going to look weird with me. That's okay. So first thing you're going to, I hear the damn sirens again. I hope they're not coming around again. Um, anyway, it's a good test of the subject of this call, right? Shake your hands out like you washed them and you don't have a towel. Okay. Loosen them up, spirit fingers, if you will, my millennial kin folk, right? So shake them all out. Okay. Then you're going to relax your shoulders away from your ears. So relax. Then you're just going to loosen all of this up, right? So you're going to just start rotating your shoulders around this way. This feels so good. And then back the other way. This is my favorite part. Okay. Then you're going to start rolling your head around. So loosen up your head and neck. I'm thinking this galaxy light has to stay on every zoom. This is so fun. My brain is like, this is the nook you've always needed. Okay. Too many spins, dizzy. Uh, (laughs) So don't make yourself dizzy. Um, But your last part is you're gonna do two facial stretches. So stretch, first one's gonna be your smile. So you're gonna stretch as wide as you can, right? It's hard when you can't shut the hell up. So stretch as wide as you can and then release. Okay. And then you're going to stretch your eyebrows up full stop Botox in my forehead. So I don't know how this is going to really translate on screen, but trust that I am stretching my eyebrows up. So, oh, okay. They move. They're good. Okay, good. Kim's got me. I wanted natural. So like a little, yeah, yeah. Okay. So stretch them up. Hold up and then release. Really not that much movement on the release, huh? Okay. Anyway, so, all right, that's unbracing. That series of stretching. Now, obviously, breathe through it, you know, so it's the shaking of the hands, release of the shoulders, rotating of the shoulders, rotating of the head, stretching the smile, stretching the frown. Okay. I will also write that out on the recording. So, this way you can just save that into your notes. There's also a solo video of just the unbracing process on the Facebook page. So, if you need that, that's there. Okay. So, that is unbracing. Did you who did it with me? Tell me in the chat. What do you think? Did you enjoy it? Just did it. Awesome very relaxed. Susan felt like it was relaxed. Jess is want to do it more. Go ahead. Hell on the day. Sometimes I'll do it. I just take a few minutes to repeatedly do it. Maybe not the head spinning thing. Um, but this stretching out of the upper body, we don't realize, especially when we're used to, when we, you know, tech neck, now it's getting talked about more, but there's like, there's so much crouching here that we don't even realize it. you know, so just being able to just stretch out the upper body here and open up circulation, be breathing throughout, automatically, you're going to really be getting a lower, you know, lowering that, that cortisol rush. Um, let's see what we're saying. Relaxing. Want to do more. I did it. Didn't realize how much tension I was sitting with. Isn't it crazy? I do this with Ash every single night and they think I'm a weirdo, but they like it. It's fun. I love it. Um, I love stretching and moving, but get so stuck lately. I've been doing a weird shimmy shake thing. My body's been craving husband thinks I'm crazy. You got to just let it out. You know, we just stay so static. Um, so as much as our, our individual bodies will allow, you know, um, try to get those limbs moving, you know, as much as you can. And that brings us to the next one, which is stretching and lymphatic drainage, So not everybody who watches this, I know we have different varied levels of being able to stretch, you know, I also, I have to do modifications on stretches with my neck, you know, so not, like I said, you know, I wouldn't be sitting there rotating my neck a lot and I shouldn't be, but if you find enjoyment in that, do that. When it comes to stretching, you want to kind of lean into what your body is telling you, right? So if your body is giving you a lot of resistance, there is a difference between, resistance because you just need to loosen up because you need to train that muscle and resistance because it's not, it's gonna hurt you, don't do it, you know? So I don't want anyone to take this stretching advice because I can't help you with form. I don't want you to take this and be like, oh, that's it, I gotta do this intense stretching thing. When I mean that, I mean, listen to where you feel is most tense on your body and that is where you wanna stretch it out, right? Like sometimes even if you hold your arm out in front of you, Now you can't like see it, but if you hold your arm out in front of you, right. And then hold it up and just feel wherever it feels most tense as you have to hold it there for a second. Right. And then just try to stretch that around. I know that's not formal, but it's okay. We're not here doing like, I'm not teaching you Pilates or anything, you know, just kind of lean into letting your body loosen up. Doesn't have to make sense to anyone. Like Jess said, you know, even if you want to shimmy and shake it out being able to move those limbs around and just kind of loosen up as much as you can, right. Then that's going to help a lot, help your circulation, help with that communicating to the brain. The other part of that is because stretching will help improve lymphatic drainage. So our lymph system, and I, I have a couple of zooms on this on the page as well, specifically just on lymph stuff. So. I might not get totally in depth on that for the sake of time. But lymphatic drainage, uh, lymph is basically our cellular waste. Our body, as it goes through all of these cellular processes, which are a lot more if you're going through a higher level of inflammation, things like that, they, our body needs to filter these out. So it sends it on a voyage all throughout our body through a series of, I think I like to call it like a Brita filter. You know, Each layer that it goes through, filters it out more and more. So the thing about lymph nodes is while there's so many of them in our body, there is no internal pump system that goes with it. It's just based on gravity, based on movement. Um, Massage can help with it. Hydration helps assist in the moving of it. But you basically want to kind of massage and push through to assist it as much as you can. So I'm going to show you some of my favorite ones. Okay. Now to begin that though, when you do lymphatic massage, I always recommend using some kind of an oil or a face lotion, something that's, you know, I'll tell you my recommendations, but if you want to use your own, just make sure it's something that doesn't, you know, you've tried before it doesn't break you out. That would be horrible. Right. So for me, I love a Glow. I don't even get money to do this. I swear to God. I think I've said this to probably like, because of the group chat, like three or four different clients this week. I just genuinely love this line. Um, My skin, you know, now I'm dealing with a lot of the post birth control, you know, effects of just being on it for 16 years. And now my body having to produce for itself, you know, getting everything back on track. And I can't tell you the difference between how my skin used to react even though I might have breakouts, my skin is not like angry. And using this is so weird because it's just an oil. Like there is no washing this off. I'll explain how to use it in a second. But yet prior to this birth control stuff, like my skin had been problematic for most of my life. And now, and then it was, it was fine. It was clear, completely clear. I do not wear makeup, you know, by choice. No, nothing against people who do. Right. So What it is, developed by somebody who has PCOS, um, a doctor, and she created this two-step process where you first just spray your face down with the spray. Smells like rose water, kind of. Um, I honestly started using this because I'm lazy, and I didn't want to... I hate washing my face. It's like a sensory nightmare for me. I don't say the laziness, like beating myself up. Like, I fully own that. I don't... I I hate washing my face. So I didn't want to anymore. So spritz, then you take the oil. You don't have to use this. This is just for people who want to, who have been asking about Averaglow lately, You know, since we brought it up in the chat. So you just put some of this oil on here. A good alternative, if you don't want to invest in the Averaglow is a uh, sea buckthorn oil. I also like that and that doesn't break me out either. Okay. So you just put some on a cotton pad. This is the lymph drainage thing. Okay. So take, if you're not going to use a variglow, just use something that's going to give your skin some slip. Right. So I start right here, right in the side here and I massage around. And now you're not going to like pull like crazy. Cause that's going to stretch out your skin. Right. So you're just going to push around. I wish there was some way to demonstrate like how much I'm pressing, but like, No, that doesn't show anything, does it? (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, just not quite feather touch, but not pulling, like a gentle pressure, right? And just kind of rake it out to the sides here. I had just showered before this Zoom. So my skin is all nice and soft and ready, right? So you're just gonna do the same around, then go under, Right here, there's a lot of tension here for me because I'm talking all day. So oh, this is so relaxing. And then pull up here, and then every time you get to my, you get to your ear, you're gonna jiggle it around so that because here's a big branch of lymph nodes right here. So you're pushing all this excess lymph fluid to the big center of lymph nodes, the big Brita filter center here, and then shaking it, and getting it in there nice, okay around, shaking it in there. This is my favorite right here. So right where your ear meets your neck, this here, this fascia, that's how you say it, the muscle fibers get really tense here, especially if you're gritting all day long. So what you want to do is like go behind your jawbone and really get in there and try to massage that so that there's a separation. Cause you'll feel, it feels like it's all one. Get that nice and pliable. And then now onto the second group of lymph nodes, which is right here, mine's swollen. Ugh. So right here under your collarbone, right? So from up here, we're gonna drag down and then press behind the collarbone. So we're pushing all the lymph fluid underneath to the big depot over here, and then down to the collarbone. Underneath. And if while you're doing this, you feel any kind of knots or anything, it's very relaxing if you undo those by just massaging them out. And then push them button in here, jiggle it around down to this here. Okay, so you are gonna do that around. Look at how much less puffy, by the way. All excess lymph fluid, look. How crazy is that? It's temporary, right? Like, cause it all puffs up again. So it's not like this will stay this way but it's just cool to see. And then because I put oil on here, I wanna use it all. So if you're using your Avera Glo, this is how you wash your face twice a day. What I'm doing here, you spritz it. The lymph massage, while highly suggested, is optional, but just so I can finish out the process here. That's it. That's how you wash your face with Avera Glow. I freaking love it. It's great. And it's good for these massages because I don't have to worry that I'm going to break myself out, you know? God, I forgot how annoying hormonal acne is but it is life with this stuff. Such is life. Okay. So I'm so freaking relaxed <laughs> between the lighting and the, I'm feeling good. Um, yeah. So any questions on that stuff? Any questions on, and then you would just repeat it on this side, obviously. Wow. It looks so uneven now to me, but, um, that's lymph drainage massage, right? You can do that throughout your whole body. You can then go because in the big groupings, this is a whole rabbit hole if you want to dive in. Like I said, I've done other videos on this specifically, but big depots of new lymph nodes are the ears, collarbone, armpit, waist, groin area, behind the knees, um, and then behind the, I think in the calf, I'm pretty sure. Those are the major ones. Um, So you can do a lot of lymph massage. This is just the nice, this is the most relaxing one I think to do, especially because it relieves tension in the face. And again, your brain talks to your muscles, right? And it decides like, are we safe? Are we good? Like, what's the deal? And if you're nice and relaxed in the face, that helps. You know, there's actual, this this is true. I have been saying this for years. People, you guys might think I'm nuts. Okay. But I have been saying for years that I believe that when you get Botox, you have less, like you're easy, less easy to rile, or at least for me, that I found that there was a correlation there where I'm like, I feel like I'm like I have a shorter, I mean, like a longer fuse just in general. You <laughs> know, I'm very in tune with my body and stuff like that. Um, and then, would you know it? <clears throat> This is why I needed my water. And then, wouldn't you know it? There's a study that comes out that shows when you get Botox done right in here, that it ends up, that you end up having less uh, aggression, less mood swings, less anxiety. Um, And that's because of what I've been saying is that your muscles and your brain are connected. And if you are frowning a lot, if you are, have a worried expression a lot, if you, which, To a degree, I think is also just like if that's just your resting face, like that is what it is. It's fine. I am, there's just only so much that Botox does, right? I got that, I got that care bear stare going on no matter what I do. But I do believe that in some ways, if certain muscles are less activated, that if your brain takes cues from those muscles, well. So, point being is not to to get Botox. Point being is that uh, facial massage relieving, releasing tension in the jaw and, you know, just pushing this limb fluid out. Like if our brain talks to our physiological self and that connection exists, then doing things like this are just a way to kind of further that relationship, you know, and, and relax those parts of your, your muscles and all that stuff. So couldn't hurt. And it feels good. So, okay. And now the more lifestyle side of stuff. Now, this also has a lot to do this. Our baby steps are geared to make what I'm about to tell you to to do, to make that a a thing that happens kind of over time. So I don't want anyone to hear these things and then say, oh my God, I have to do all of it all at once. Because that is going to become what? Your new source of stress, maintaining a million different things. And part of CCA is to go one step at a time. So I'm going to tell you what, what ultimately helps, right? And just know that that is the goal and what we're working on, right? is to get to this point. A lot of what you'll see here is probably maybe some of the stuff you've been told or stuff you've been doing or you've seen, a lot of it revolves around having routines, morning and night, you know, eating throughout the day, things like that. So the the idea is that you want to prime your day. And that means setting the stage that you're going to try to relieve as much stress as you can outside of what you cannot avoid. It raises your threshold for the stress that you might. it might be unavoidable to experience throughout the day. Things like grief, things like running around like a lunatic, things like worrying about food or outfits or whatever, right? That might feel unavoidable right now. And if we're not coming from a place of waving a magic wand and making it all better, we're just trying to get through the season. Well, then you want to leave some room on your plate for stress, right? So there are a few things we can do to try and you know, help you feel less stressed to begin with. So first thing is the lights. Now, is it feasible to follow the sun? And like, i I've seen, Oh my God, I've seen so many influencers have this like ridiculous plan that if it works for you, great, but not everybody can just like turn off all their lights and like use very dim lantern light. Like, nor should we really have to, there's, not a whole lot of evidence to support us needing to do that. But there are some people out there, and their our de- idea is that as humans, our hormones fluctuate with how much light is out. And that's how we develop a sleep wake cycle. You know, that's how we metabolize differently around that, you know, that sleep wake cycle. And that's true. It just doesn't have to be so damn extreme you can mitigate having a lot of bright light at night when it there wouldn't be that much bright light naturally by having different things like lamp light um there are the glasses like the blue the blue light glasses you know none of this is all that groundbreaking i know but the reason that this ties in hormonally and or you might have seen a lot of this is because if you're already operating from a place of a lot of stress hormones if you want a good night which will prime the next day, you want to make sure that you don't have it lingering cortisol in your system at night. And now people who don't have an imbalance might have an easier time having their cortisol lower by the end of the night. But if you're realizing that you're having this like burst of wired energy at night that you, you know, it's not that you're productive, but like you don't feel like it's 10 o'clock at night and you don't know why that could be because you have lingering cortisol in your system. So dimming your lights at night, using blue light glasses, using galaxy lights like this, which create a really cool mood. I freaking love it. Look at this little guy. How cute is this, right? And Oh, shit. I decapitated him. Hold on. I just beat the poor guy. Okay, so, right? How cute, little astronaut dog. And he's got so many colors. I'm going to blind myself with this. Hold on. He's got so many colors that you can do. He's got an app, you know, to, oh my god, blinding, but so fun. Um, and it helps, you know, probably as I'm talking about light, probably should put something with less blue in it. But this is my favorite at nighttime. Still got some blue, but not the same blue light we're trying to avoid. So um, I do like this purple shade. You can turn the stars off if you want. You can change the speed of, like, how fast stuff's moving in there. <clears throat> I freaking love it. And there's so many like them out there. Um, let's see what you guys are saying. I love stretching. Oh, I saw that. Love stretching moving. I miss having a stock of Avera Glow. I love it. I ask for Christmas because it's the best stuff ever, but I have to ration It, it is definitely an investment. I mean... Made- the only way that i justify it i mean and this might not this might still like i'm not taking away that it's expensive is like i usually it it's the only thing i use like on my skin but i and i still find it to be expensive but um if you need something in a pinch that seabuck seabuck sea thorn oil is what it's called they have a lot of them on amazon that are more generic and then you can use like a rose water spritz in place of it won't be exactly the same but, um, from what I found, they're both anti-inflammatory and they don't break. I have the most sensitive friggin' skin ever. Like if I touch it, it'll, it'll, there'll be a, a breakout there, you know? So sea buck, sea thorn oil is a good alternative as well. In my experience, at least, um, Turns off lights, me too. Yeah, it's at night. If you have bright, bright lights, that definitely can add to that cortisol. Uh, and same thing goes for scrolling a lot, like fast paced scrolling. Listen, I don't know if this makes it easier for anyone, but it doesn't even have to be that you gotta put the phone down. You can't scroll. If you're getting, you know, you're unwinding at night, it's something you look forward to. You'll be all right if you scroll a bit. But the thing that is silly that I think people are like, no way that really affects it is the speed in which you scroll the videos. If you watch them, especially if they're more fast paced videos and it's not like a talking video, the way things are edited, it's all forcing our brain to to take in information and that's going to continue to cause you to force yourself to be awake, which will force you to make more cortisol at night. So scroll slower you know, even if you read more stuff than watching videos on your phone, like that'll probably be better for you at night, but just start trying to think of winding down everything your brain is forced to take in as the night progresses. That's kind of the cortisol schedule you want to follow anyway. All right. So, um, wake up if you can and just open the shades, look outside. I know it feels like a lot of people, a lot of clients that I work with, they, um, it's still dark out when they wake up for work. So this isn't something I think everyone can necessarily do, but if you can try to just like open up your windows, open up your blinds and just get a load of the brightness of the day as much as possible. Um, depending on how the weather is. (coughs) Mo, me waking up at three. Yes. I do not think the sun is out and living in Chicago, as much as you can, right? And that's also where that whole, the UV light, if anyone wants to put something else on their Christmas list, a UV light, and I, again, I'll I'll link all this stuff, but highly recommend. Um, okay, then limiting screens in general, if you wanna do that, then an option that might not be the best, but like the most fun at front, charge it in a different room go get a cheap clock from like Dollar General or something that'll still do the trick and wake you up. If you have a TV in your room, set it to turn on at a certain time, you know, but charge it in a different room. If you're staring at a bright screen or scrolling, taking info in, and then immediately trying to lay down and go to sleep and then getting frustrated that you can't make that shift into sleep. And then that stresses you out. That it's still prolonging, keeping cortisol raging. Right. So It doesn't mean you have to go right to sleep. Maybe you do, maybe you journal. Maybe you, you know, read a book. You do, you can do something. But I would try to find a way away from screens at night. Um, Okay, other ways you can prime the day. Eating and drinking. That goes without saying. Now, a lot of people are not very hungry in the morning. And here's the thing. Your body learns to set up its hunger cues based on what you're giving it. So if it knows that you're not going to be giving it a whole lot of food in that morning, then it's not going to waste the energy of asking you for that food. The way we get hungry is a hormonal process. So our body can become pretty adept at learning. Oh, my God, they, have, they get up. They have to get going. There's no time for them to stop and eat. There's no time for distraction. And guess what? All of that's rooted in cortisol. So if you're not giving your body nutrients and and calories and protein in the morning to fire off of, it's going to give you adrenaline and cortisol to fire off of instead. Now combine that with drinking coffee first thing in the morning, which our body closely relates, it, it thinks of it as cortisol basically, you're just in a cortisol bubble all morning long. So the way we can get ahead of that is having something picked out that takes the decision making away from you in the morning when you really don't want to eat anyway. Think of something ahead, like a cold cut roll up, or I've really been loving drinking bone broth in the morning. I heat it up with some butter, some lemon juice, some salt. Um, it's got like 15 grams of protein in it in the morning. Uh, it's got some fat in it. It tastes really good. I use a milk frother to like get it all nice and velvety, and it's just something to sip on, which makes my body know i'm giving it calories and then my body kicks in with a hunger cue rather than just trying to like you know raw dog it on energy till three o'clock in the afternoon and then want to pass out and consume everything you know i've been there not fun so if you want to ease your stress throughout the day giving your body calories to run off of instead of adrenaline will absolutely ease your stress that being said If you have insulin resistance, you want to try and stick to more. I'm not saying carbs are the enemy here, but I would really try to, and again, follow your baby steps. This is the goal where we're going, but you really want to increase your protein and have that be the focus of what you're eating because while yes, feeding yourself helps you not have all that stress from the adrenaline and the cortisol. If your blood sugars are all over the place, that's also going to lead to you feeling more stressed, more irritable, um, or foggy, which is its own stress. So keep that in mind. And remember you have a coach. So if you're like, what do I do? Nothing. You just know that that's what we're on the path of doing with you, but that's why we're doing it, you know, is to, to make sure that you're not stressed throughout the day. Um, if you want to have coffee in the morning you can, I suggest decaf if you're a first thing in the morning kind of coffee drinker, um, and waiting about 2 hours before having your first cup of coffee. Sometimes like today I put it in my story, sometimes I'll do like a half calf midday. I used to be like a six cup a de- six cup of coffee a day kind of person. We had an unlimited espresso pods where I worked, so every time I went through that room I had another another an espresso. Um, and now it's kind of crazy how your body adjusts to not needing to rely on it. Um, yeah. And I don't really need it as much. So decaf is fine. First thing, because there's such a minimal amount of it that I don't, I don't think it makes a difference. I think a good decaf, a lot of times you'll see in my food logs that I post in the page that I start my morning with a decaf coffee. Cause I love the flavor. Uh, and you know, I love the warmth of it in the winter time. And I like, you know, just, like my coffee, light and sweet, you know, and I just do decaf. If I do want the caffeine, I make sure I wait two hours minimum, and then I'll have a half calf at most. Okay, and then last, so that's, all of this is intended to ease the adrenals, you know, work with your body. The last tool, tool I do know I said it like that, my last tool I'm going to give you is called assign a time. Assign a sign of time is more mindset-y. And it is my favorite. Um, you'll find more on this in the Zoom called Triple D method. Triple D. I, I can't help but I, I think of big boobs every time I hear Triple D. So if you need that to remember that, there you go. Think of Triple D. Triple D. But um, that's the other Zoom in the page that dives into this a lot more. But the concept is that especially if you're neurodivergent, especially if you have a ton of stuff going on, you know, a sign of time is great. We get things that pop into our head all the time. And when that pops in our head, it might feel like an absolute emergency that you have to deal with that right this second. Even if you know logically you don't have to deal with it right this second, it feels like it's eating a hole in your brain, trying to remember this one one thing that it almost feels easier to just get it done right then and there and then move on. Or maybe you get thrown into a conversation with someone about it, or you forget what you were even doing now, right? Has this ever happened to anyone else? You have something random that you remember and it feels so urgent. And then in retrospect, you're like, why did I get distracted? Why didn't I just keep doing what I was doing? So same. <laughs> I see Patty, you're saying all the time. It's so frustrating, right? Because you feel like I just want to go from point A to point B. How the hell did I get to point M? You know? Um Yep, I'm seeing in the chat all the time. Jess, you're agreeing. Amanda. Yep. I mean, that that's like Neurospicy in a nutshell, right? Like if you got the ADHD persuasion, but my favorite thing, and it could also be from anxiety, you know, by nature, you grew up and you had to be very on top of everything, or you were afraid of disappointment growing up. So you had to ensure that everything went according to plan. Right. So now you feel like you're all over the place where if you get something that pops in your head, you already feel behind and you must take care of that now. Right. There's lots of reasons why. But the way that I I live and breathe by my calendar, my calendar app on my phone. I just use Google Calendar. And a, the concept of a assign a time assign a time is that when this thing pops in your head, you're going to take the energy that you would take and the time that you would take to divert away from what you're doing and instead you're gonna go into your app, your calendar app, and you are literally going to book yourself. A time to think about that thing. So at this time, that's when I'm going to deal with getting the permission slip to so and so. That's when I'm going to deal with ordering that thing on Amazon that I need. That's when I'm going to deal with figuring out when I'm going to drop that off at Kohl's. You know, like whatever the case may be, whatever thing popped into your head, you're going to look at your calendar, you're going to see your appointments, and you're going to see a feasible time that you can book in. Time where you can dedicate your thought to that thing that makes a lot more sense for you schedule wise. Now, it might seem silly to do that, but it's a it's a weird subconscious thing again, where you realize that because it lives somewhere and because and it doesn't like not physically like I don't know if anyone else has had the sticky note freaking graveyard where there's just sticky notes everywhere, and you just don't want to exist. (laughs) But, you know, having it in your calendar, there's always a centralized, no matter where you are, place for it to live. And you know, it's there. Mentally, your brain releases it a little bit. And if in the past, for those reasons I explained, if you're always kind of afraid, you're going to forget. And that's why you're always planning to like stop what you're doing and take care of that thing. Having it in your calendar also shows you that it doesn't immediately need to get solved. A lot of times it can't immediately get solved. It's just chewing up space in your brain. But now it lives somewhere. It has its own designated time. You can show up to that time prepared to tackle that problem. And I'll tell you what happens. A lot of time when it's time for that, you know, little mental appointment with yourself, you will have already figured it out or you won't be as scared to think about it as you were while you were in the middle of something else. It just won't feel as, as hard to solve. You won't care as much anymore. You know, there's a whole lot that could happen, but you weren't carrying the mental load of, of remembering to think about it later. And you weren't stopping everything you were doing to give that your energy now when it doesn't necessarily require it. Does This make sense. Tell me in the chat. What do you guys think about this? assign a time no matter what no matter how little and trivial it might feel or be you go and you just assign a time in your schedule between your appointments or your you know requirements or whatever your work you just put it in there so this way you know at that time that's when i'm going to handle the situation that's when i have to dedicate my thought to it it doesn't have to be right now and sometimes it does have to be right now right like let's say you last minute you remember something and you're like oh shit, I have 15 minutes to get to the pharmacy. I'm not saying live, breathe, and die by this policy, but if it's like it comes up randomly and if you really stop and think about it, it's annoying that you're like, you could solve it right now, but it doesn't really need you to. At least you know you got it covered. By the end of the day, you'll have it taken care of, which is just as good. It just doesn't have to feel so scatterbrained. I like that. I assign times for feelings too. Absolutely. You know, if let's say like, you know, you could have the best relationship in the world, but I think we all know that some days there are, there are harder days. It just comes to the territory. It could be your best friend in the world. It could be your be- the best partner, a sibling. We all have those moments where we're frustrated. Right. And, you know, if you don't take that moment to stop and really just like give yourself room to feel your feelings, it's going to lead to a much bigger problem down the line. But what if you're in the middle of something? What if this bad day you're having with your partner is in the middle of your workday? Or, you know, you you woke up on the wrong foot, you know, and now you're both in your separate places all day long. Maybe you do need to schedule it in your phone, as weird as that sounds, where you know, okay, nobody will need anything from me at 3 p.m. today, at 7 p.m. today, at 9 p.m. today. This is a time I can go sit in a friggin' room, figure out where my head's at, cry it out if I need to, and let it be. Why? Schedule that in. Why not? Because if you don't, it'll probably just happen whenever the hell it wants to, right? But if you assign a time to those feelings, you're going to process them while also you know, giving honor to your realistic schedule in life. Definitely a good idea as long as I remember to check my schedule. You can set a million reminders on Google Calendar. And when I started doing this, I used to, I used to set so many friggin' reminders that even the ones I snoozed, I'd get so annoyed that I'd be like, okay, okay. <laughs> you know, I definitely will start doing this. I try to do a hundred things at once and it's not working. Yeah, no. And then, you know, then, then we just beat ourselves up when really nobody can do everything at once. No one, and no one expects us. A lot of times nobody's even expecting us to, but we just have the best intentions of not letting things fall fall between the cracks and that pressure we put on ourselves is additional stress, you know? So having it covered where it just lives somewhere, you're not going to let it fall through the cracks. It's, it's a bigger relief than you'd think. Like when sometimes too heavy and I'm feeling it in an, uh, in an inappropriate time, I tell myself at a certain time, I'll let myself feel that. Absolutely. Jess. yep. Absolutely. Jess. That's the way you do it. Because you want to give, I I love when I see, I see a lot of like accounts be like, you have to feel your feelings. You have to honor the feeling. I agree. But like, what if you're online at the DMV? Like you can't honor your feelings at that very moment, you know, like it's life. (laughs) So, but you still should. So that being said, schedule that ish in there, you know, but I agree. So plan it and address it or it will make you take the time every every single time you're all of a sudden going to get pissed off at something minuscule and then be like mad at yourself that that happened so you might as well take the reins on it you know I definitely will because I can't remember anything without notes and alarms now I don't you know I feel you there and I'm so glad to use them all and I don't I'm the same way I don't always listen to them all like I said sometimes I got an extra alarm it you know Um, And it just, we take a lot of times, you know, if you have any kind of neurodivergence or anything like that, it takes you three times as long to establish a habit or a routine. So no sense in being mad at ourselves about it. Just find a way around it and repetition makes it stick, you know? So if you don't get it great one day, you just keep trying it. And then eventually it'll become your new way of being. And it'll be really easy. Even if it takes a while may assign time some time to grieve in this shower after this call don't mind me just me and my tears absolutely by the way if you're going to grieve in a shower get a galaxy light keep your lights off and grieve in like an aura of purple honestly like my galaxy shower has seen its fair share of misery i'm not going to lie and like i said you should honor what you're feeling and when you're going through stuff setting up a really like good feeling healing environment to just let it out that is the ultimate self care if you push that down you're not going to have an opportunity to have this nice lighting cushy comfy setting kind of place like we were saying it forces its way you know so make that shower as comfy as you as you can make it you know and if you need if you need some help if you need to chat after i'll be up for a while i'm going to i eat late on these nights so i'll be Gathering my dinner now. Once we're off of here, so if you need, text me. Virtual hugs all around. Ugh, galaxy grieving <laughs> it should be a shirt, right? Um, new shower cry goals. Honestly, it is very relaxing. Cosmic bowling for sad adults. Hundred percent. That's a vibe. <laughs> so I hope I hope that this was helpful today. Um, you know, I will put the gist. I have my notes here that I wrote out for this call. I'm going to try to make them make more sense, but I'm going to post my basic notes in the comments of the recording on the Facebook page. Um, I'm going to put the links for the stuff that I mentioned. Hopefully I don't forget any in the comments. Remind me if you need any, if you need something I forgot to mention. Um, And then, yeah, this will all be up tomorrow. So enjoy the rest of your night. I hope that this helped and let me know if you need support. Bye.